Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. Presented by Cape and Cowell Comics. I am Henry Liu, and today I am once again joined by Clara May. Clara, how are you? I'm great. Great. Okay, so once again, wanted to give a heads up on Silicon Valley Comic Con. Yes, the Comic Sauce Podcast is an affiliate of SVCC, so be sure to check it out Friday, April 6th through Sunday, April 8th. It's a great convention in San Jose, California. Okay, so today, today I thought we'd get into speculation territory. So we're about a month away from Avengers Infinity War, and it's kind of like the big water cooler topic around the world right now, really, you know. Um, People are wondering who's going to die, who is going to live, um, what is going to happen in this, you know, this culmination of 10 years of the MCU, right? Um, We're also going to talk a little bit about Ready Player One. Ready Player One is a movie that releases tonight. Today is uh, Wednesday, March 28th. And tonight, we do see the release of Ready Player One. There's been a lot of talk about this movie, so we can chime in with our own thoughts on that as well. But let's start with Infinity War. So, yeah, let's talk about predictions. This is fun, you know. Um, There will be no spoilers, because these are simply predictions. Um, And these, what we're going to say has... You know, there's no insider knowledge here. We haven't seen any of the movie. We don't know anyone who's worked on the movie. So (laughs) this is purely speculative. Um, So don't worry about spoilers. This is just what we think might happen, right? Mm -hmm. So what are your initial thoughts, Clara? Um, I think, well, if I think we should consider the original Avengers first. So there's kind of like the big four. There's Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, and Hulk. Yep. Um, I think definitely, I would say at least two of those are going to die. Okay. And I say that not just because at this point we've kind of done full story arcs for all of them, but also because many of them have expressed that they just want to move on, you know, Mm -hmm. like their contracts are almost up. Um, I know just like last week, Chris Evans said he really wants to move on Mm -hmm. um, after, you know, Avengers 4. Yep. Um, and I know Robert Downey Jr. in the past has expressed the same. So I do think, I think if I had to predict which ones, um, I would honestly say Iron Man and Captain America. Okay. Um, wow, those are big ones. Yeah. They're <laughs> my, uh, my colleague at uh, CBR, she wrote this great piece about how for the MCU to live, Iron Man has to die. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Yeah, and her argument was they have put him in so many films where they've kind of teased him um, either actually dying or leaving, you know, the suit behind and just being Tony Stark. But then they keep putting him back into it. Like in Civil War, we saw that, that he put the suit back on after Iron Man 3, which felt kind of like a disconnect between those two films. and. I think that putting him back in the suit and putting him in that film was kind of um, a disservice to Captain America because it was originally his film, but then it became this back and forth, and it just became a mess, and I think (laughs) we just need him to die. You know, as much as I like the character, I think the MCU has kind of um, 
curried you know their favor towards him the whole time yeah. it's always like a lot of the stories kind of revolve around tony and at this point he just needs to go <laughs> yeah yeah now when you say you predict that cap mm-hmm. and iron man mm-hmm. will die are you saying for this movie avengers infinity war or you think by the end of an avengers 4 been, oh yeah it's so hard now because it used to be two-parter right yeah um, i would say one of them definitely in Infinity Wars and that is going to give the um the kind of reconciliation between them that they need that they didn't have in Civil War one of them is going to freaking die and the other mm-hmm. one's arms i can already see this ah <laughs> uh, okay and i think it might be tony i think tony's going to die in this one and cap is going to die in 4 but i think they have they both have i think good reason to die, I feel like a terrible person yeah. saying this. Because, like, Tony, it's just, I can see him definitely sacrificing himself for people. And I think Cap, at this point, um, you know, he's kind of, he's literally a man out of time. Everyone he loves has kind of passed away, except mm-hmm. for Bucky. Yeah. Um, and I think he's equally as self-sacrificing, and I think he would definitely be like, well, you know, it's technically been already my time. You know, right. so I can see himself dying, too, so. Yeah, and he has essentially put him a, put himself up for sacrifice numerous times yeah. in the mm-hmm. MCU. We saw it in First Avenger. We saw it in Winter Soldier. I mean, he, that, that's his thing, right? Yeah. Uh, so I could certainly see that where he actually does go through with sacrificing yeah. himself. And realistically, they're both human, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Thanos is an alien. I think at this point, the humans are just kind of like ants to him. You know, even right. though Iron Man has a suit... And Tony's strong. I mean, I just don't think they're going to stand a chance compared to what Thor can do as an Asgardian. Yeah. Um, and maybe Hulk. You know, I think Hulk will maybe be able to stand up to him. I honestly mm-hmm. want Hulk to die. Like, that is my wish. It's not my <laughs> prediction, but it's my wish. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, like, realistically, I think all four of them should die. But mm. um, I think maybe Hulk and Thor stand a better chance of kind of withstanding right, right, right. the onslaught, you know. I mean, you mentioned the contracts Mm -hmm. and the desire for these actors to sort of get on with their careers. (laughs) Get on with their lives. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Now, presumably, all four of these characters will be essentially gone after Mm -hmm. Avengers 4. Mm -hmm. Now, if you think that, okay, Thor and Hulk don't die, Mm -hmm. how would you think they would sort of step down? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what to do with Hulk. I have no good <laughs> answer for him because he like he said he's tried to kill himself before. It doesn't work. Yeah, I just don't know what to do with him except for sending him into some like wormhole in space. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but um, I know Thor. I feel like it would be reasonable for him to step back because right now the Asgardians have no king. Um, yeah. And I am not sure if the Asgardians as a people are going to survive this film. It looks like in the trailers <laughs> they get kind of all obliterated. But um, right. I would say he, you know, Thor is one of the characters that definitely has huge obligations outside of Earth. You know, it's kind, yeah. of, it's kind of funny that we even have this god kind of yeah. like coming to Earth and doing like, like in uh, Age of Ultron. It was kind of silly. He was there attacking the base at the beginning like he has better things to do it's thor he's a god you know what is he doing so i think they can definitely write him out without killing him um i do too yeah i just don't know about hulk god just please (laughs) yeah you brought up a very funny point the the beginning of age of ultron yeah 
because the end of Winter Soldier, Nick Fury is he approaches Falcon saying, yeah. "Oh, we could use a man of your skills." Yeah, I and mean, he's just looking for anyone, yeah. right? <laughs> So, I mean, I guess he just hit the jackpot and he got the full <laughs> Avengers squad to raid this Hydra lair where oh they totally they didn't really need that. They really just wanted that sweet shot where it's a slow-mo and the snow. Yeah. But it doesn't make any narrative sense. And they have yeah. the Hulk. I mean, like, you never bring the Hulk on any raiding mission right. ever. It's the Hulk. Like, you pr- pretty much only yeah. needed, like, Iron Man. <laughs> you yeah, could have exactly, gotten the job yeah. done, but okay, a little yeah, overkill. And, but, yeah, well, that's, like, that's my main argument for why we just need to get rid of all four of them, really, is because... A lot of the movies, like, they've been in, they haven't really fully utilized the characters, I think, in a way that makes maybe sense or does a, does service to the character. And I think, yeah. you know, I think it's just <laughs> it's just time to admit that, you know, and, like, yeah. just let the old ones go. That is a good point that with Thor, he could maybe just sort of leave the universe <laughs> and kind of still be alive. He's yeah. just out yeah. there. Um, with Hulk, I think with Hulk... Th- at this point, the actor is somewhat, you know, um, replaceable because yeah. they have replaced Banner already, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe the Hulk continues on. They just have a new actor, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. very possible. Yeah. Okay. So before I go into my takes, I did did a little. Uh, I did do a little bit of a survey mm-hmm. with some of my comic geeks buddies, and I'll just read some of some of them off here. So Adon writes, "Oh, Captain America." is going to sacrifice himself for the squad. So kind of in line with what you're saying. Israel, I also think Cap dies. Another one for Cap. Gina writes, this is kind of a funny one, Star-Lord makes a ton of 80s references that Cap does not understand whatsoever. (laughs) Very likely. Good good take. Uh, Betty writes, I don't know if this is serious or not, but she writes, Cap dies. Tony dies, Hulk dies, Thor dies, Hawkeye lives. No, everyone dies. <laughs> I think a woman she... <laughs> after my own heart. <laughs> there you go. And uh, Marnie writes, I think Hawkeye will live, but will lose an arm or something. So he can't be on the <laughs> Avengers anymore. Also, don't think things look good for Loki at all. Mm-hmm. A-L-L, all caps. Um, so... That, that was a good one because yeah. I wish I had thought of that because, I mean, that's kind of an obvious pick, but it does look like Loki will meet his demise in yeah, this movie, yeah. right? I saw that theory floated online, and I thought it was super interesting because, of course, everyone always talks about Thor, but it's true. I mean, you can see that he definitely, Thanos definitely attacks that ship that all the Asgardians are on. Yeah. And you see a lot of dead Asgardians that Loki's standing around. So it's a question of is he going to maybe uh sacrifice himself you know and finally right. redeem himself for his brother possibly or is he going to get killed in front of his brother um after giving up the tesseract or something i think i can mm-hmm. see both ways he either self-sacrifices himself and he has a noble end or he does his final trickster thing where he tries to side with thanos you know and to save himself yeah and he dies yeah. anyway. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. I think either way, I think it's the same, the same thing with the contracts and with Tom Hiddleston. Kind of, he was kind of, I would say, an unknownish actor before Loki, but now I think he's getting enough roles that, you know, he probably wants to move on to. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, that's a, a prediction I wish I had made before <laughs> Marnie made that because yeah, I think he's totally correct. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I think Loki's 
in deep shit yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's holding. I mean, he's holding one of the Infinity Stones, so it's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, something's gonna happen it's yeah. not gonna be good i would also add that i think even though loki is a very beloved character loki is i think more beloved with adults yeah i think with kids the kids love cap they love iron man they love mm-hmm. thor maybe oh, yeah. not so much loki so for oh, yeah. marvel Children studios no <laughs> i think that this, the marvel studios might think okay if we kill loki mm-hmm. we're not going to have little kids crying yeah. in the aisles, yeah. you know, but it'll still have that impact of yeah. a major beloved character dying, yeah. right? Yeah, and it so. would definitely have the impact on Thor as a character. Um, yes. Yeah, and on right. the adults. Yeah, I think Loki has survived purely based on Tom Hiddleston's charm alone. I think if it yeah. was another actor who wasn't as charismatic, it just wouldn't have worked because his writing is so inconsistent <laughs> from movie to movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And maybe if they had led with the characterization in Thor Ragnarok, he would have been beloved by kids. <laughs> but, you oh, know, right. at this yeah. point, it's like, oh, my gosh, it's been a train wreck with him. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe it's time for Loki, too. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, he's he's a bad guy. And yeah. um you know, the, the, at least the way I know like, the way kids think, bad guy, good yeah. guy, you know, it's very uh, cut and dry. Um, so so that wasn't my prediction. Although, like I said, now that it's been said, I totally predict that yeah. will happen. My pick was Vision as the yeah. one who will perish mm-hmm. for very similar reasons. Like it seems functionally that Vision is in deep doo-doo here <laughs> because he also possesses one of the Infinity yeah, Stones. literally in his forehead. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I... I don't personally understand how he could survive it. Right. Um, some people right, right. are saying maybe he could, but I thought that's what gave him life. So I assumed when you removed it, I mean, that's it. Yeah. Um, and I think it would make sense to kill him too, because then it would give Scarlet uh, Witch a reason to rejoin the Avengers, because technically she's not on it right now. You know, she's kind of gone rogue with Cap. Oh, yeah, right. So, you know, I can see a lot of characters dying as a way to reconcile the team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just, I love Vision, honestly. I know a lot of people hate him, but I actually love him. But I just feel like they never t- did anything with him for, like, the few movies he was in. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, and just adding to the Vision thing, I think with Vision, uh, not a major character. So, again, you're not going to have little kids crying in their seats. And technically not human either. Yeah. So you're not, quote, unquote, killing a person. Um, like I, I'm taking the perspective uh, perspective of, you know, this is a Disney movie. There will be kids watching, and you know, there's a reason why hardly anyone dies in the MCU. You know, th- these aren't. I mean, this isn't Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. So we're not going to have. I mean, there's been a lot of jokes about it, but we're not going to have like mass killing, right? Um, I think there will be other ways that characters will exit this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, it's not going to be like a, a bloodbath, like mass killing <laughs> sort of situation. You know, I just don't see that happening. Yeah. And along those lines, um, I'm going to make the prediction that that the major characters are, are going to survive this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of it is kind of my own hope <laughs> like Captain America is so beloved with me I'm like go Cap don't die but I, I kind of do feel that they're gonna live on and maybe even uh af- at the end of part four that uh, these major four characters will still be alive like yeah. alive they just meaning retire. what maybe they're retired or maybe they're 
in a different universe. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're trapped in another dimension, but it's just really hard for me to believe that they would just like die, die, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, I can, think, yeah. um, I'm gonna say his last name wrong again, Kevin <laughs> Faye. Oh yeah, <laughs> I feel like we, I know we never agreed on the pronunciation, <laughs> but I think he did promise that there would be I think two major deaths is what okay. he said, but we don't really know what the definition of major and is. And that's why I would argue, like, mm -hmm. Vision and Loki. And to me, yeah. those are They're fairly major, major char characters. Yeah, in terms of, like, we've been know? with them for several movies. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. Do you think that, what about all the secondary characters? So there is, I would kind of consider Black Widow and Hawkeye secondary just because they don't have their own films. Um, and then there's Falcon, um, War Machine. Who else is kind of a and I guess you could consider like the newer ones, Ant Man, Black Panther, Wasp. Mm -hmm. Do you think any of those characters are gonna go? Well, considering there's a movie called Ant Man and the Wasp <laughs> releasing in July, I think that it's safe to say yeah. they're gonna be okay. Um, they would definitely never kill Black Panther. The the, the money train <laughs> that is Black Panther. I was like, they're gonna try to keep him around for like fifteen films. Yeah, um, yeah. Spider Man along the same oh, yeah, lines. Yeah, they're they not gonna, you know, yeah. the kill the Golden Goose there. Um, Doctor Strange might be an interesting conversation because mm -hmm. I have heard that they're not planning to do Doctor Strange sequels, uh, so he's mm -hmm. kind of on the chopping block there. <laughs> um, I've also heard that Doctor Strange will feature as one of the, the new, the quote-unquote new Avengers squad, um, like after Cap, Thor, Iron Man, and Hulk depart, yeah. it'll be like Black Panther, Spider-Man, uh, Doctor Strange and I think uh, one other, but th that they would be the new yeah. focal Avengers, right? Uh, so, yeah, that, that's debatable where uh, Doctor Strange is going to go. In the latest trailer, we did see Doctor Strange going through some serious Torture. pain and hardship, yeah, so yeah. it teased his death there, but it also teased Thor's death and Iron Man's death and Cap's, and Cap's death, yeah. so they, they're just teasing the heck out of this, so yeah. who knows? Yeah, I can definitely see... I don't think they're going to kill Doctor Strange um, as much as I would love that because I can't stand Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent. But um, <laughs> it's weird, right? It's it just I just don't understand how he can't manage it better than Tom Holland can manage his American accent. He's like half his age. But anyways, so like, I think he's going to hang around because he's um, he's a character you can kind of leave in the background, and it makes sense for him to be in the background because he. Yeah is Earth's protector, but he's not supposed to really be like one of those visible kind of shield type characters. He's just yeah. there supporting. And I think he works well. Like in Thor Ragnarok, I thought he worked better in that little segment with Thor than he did in his entire own film. Oh, right. So I, I can't see them killing him, and I'm fine with him being kind of like a background supporter. Yeah. And, you know, as long as they don't do like Age of Ultron snow battle redux with him, you know, I <laughs> right. think it makes sense to keep him, you know, around. He's also kind of an easy plot device type mm -hmm. character. Like yeah. you can just like he teleport people yes, around, you know. He's literally the deus ex machina of um, the MCU. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like that's definitely going to come into play in Infinity Wars because there's a scene where Thanos like hurls a moon apparently at Earth. You know, and how else are you going to fix that except for, conveniently, Doctor Strange can reverse time. You know, so I think him having that stone, on one hand, the time stone puts him in danger of Thanos, you know, going after him. But on yep. the other hand, if he holds on to it, you know, that's kind of a huge game changer for them. Yep.
Okay, speaking of the Infinity Stones, mm -hmm. you brought a pretty cool little <laughs> diagram yeah, you here. You can't see it, but I brought this. It's, somebody made this incredible art. Super cool. Of like, the Infinity Stones and who has them. Yeah, as much <laughs> as you and I are fans of the MCU movies, we, we needed a little bit of a refresher. Track, which is hilarious because every movie kind of like bonks you over the head with like, this is what's happening with yeah. the Infinity Stones, but hey, then you can't even remember. Yeah, there's a lot of them, you know? Yeah, so yeah. you want to go down the list here. Yeah, you want to yeah. you do three of them, I'll do the, the other three. Okay, so the one, the first one is the Mind Stone. That's right. the one in Vision's head. Mm -hmm. What color is that one? <laughs> it is yellow. There we go. It's got, yeah, kind of like a mustard yellow. And then there's the Reality Stone. That is with the collector. So that's the one that was um, kind of the red sw swirly thing. Yeah, it's called the Jane, ether. Yeah, ether that Jane went after in Thor yeah. 2 and it like almost killed her. Yep. Um, and then now it's with Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> right. And then the one that we saw in the trailer was the Tesseract, the one that Loki's holding mm -hmm. that is probably going to get taken from him. Yep. The space stone. Space stone, Which yes. is blue. Right. And we also have the Time Stone, which is green. Like you mentioned, it is within the Eye of Agamotto that Doctor Strange currently possesses. There is also the Power Stone, which we saw featured in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. It's purple, and it's currently with the Nova Corps. And um, the sixth and final Infinity Stone is the Soul Stone, which we have technically not seen yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, do you have any speculation on your end where this one is? The soul stone, oh my God. I, <laughs> I first off, when I saw this, I didn't even realize there was a stone we hadn't found. <laughs> so <laughs> right? I was like, we've been talking about stones for five million years. Yep. Is there really one we don't know? But um, I don't have any good theories on my own, but I have seen some hilarious ones online. Okay, I'd love so, to hear it. <laughs> What was the, my favorite one? Um, so some of them say that the Soul Stone is actually certain Avengers. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if this is possible. <laughs> but I think one of them was like, um, Tony Stark is actually the Soul Stone. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I see. I don't know. I don't know how this works. Wow. Um, yeah. It, what was the other one? Do you have any theories? Let me look this up because okay. it was hilarious. I do have some thoughts. One theory I do have that, that I, maybe I shouldn't take 100% credit for, but <laughs> I think I read something that sort of uh, jibed with me. Oh, okay, okay. Here, I, ha I found it. Okay, so other people are saying Heimdall has it. Ah. Um, because he can oversee all the nine realms. Um, and some believe that he can do that because he has a connection to the Soul Stone. And mm -hmm. people have pointed out that the Soul Stone, not that color is a huge deal, but it is orange. Heimdall's eyes are orange. Ah. You know, so that seems kind of like an interesting thing. And I would just love to see Heimdall get a bigger role. Right, to so, do you know, something. Yeah, to do something. <laughs> I mean, he's such a great actor and like, he's just kind of in the background all the time. So I would love that. Yeah, cool. Um, other people said the Eternal Flame is actually the Soul Stone. Um, but I don't really know how to retrieve that because it literally like <laughs> decimated, you know, Asgard, and I don't know how to. Oh, okay, from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, okay. so that's the one where they put um, the oh, Ragnarok's, you know, the horns in it, and then he grew to that big okay. monster. Okay, right, right. He destroyed Asgard, but the whole thing exploded with him in it. So I don't know. <laughs> how that could possibly be yeah. a thing okay other people have said it's maybe in norway 
where Odin was when um, Doctor Strange kind of transported them there and Thor and Loki said goodbye to him. Oh, okay. I think okay. that maybe it's floating in that, I don't know why it would be in Norway, but there's like a, a pocket universe basically where Doctor Strange put him and maybe it's just floating there. Okay. Or it's just somewhere back in time and Doctor Strange has hidden it. So okay. those are all the like theories that I've seen. Oh, okay. Interesting. They're all very wild. My favorite's Tony Stark. That's hilarious uh-huh. though. Did you not hear the theory that it's in Wakanda? No, okay. I haven't. But I would not be surprised yeah. because there has to be a reason, right, why he's going over there. Yeah. I mean, that seemed to be a pretty popular fan theory mm-hmm. that it is in Wakanda. The obvious reason is that in the trailers for Infinity War, we see what seems to be an epic battle mm-hmm. in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. So it seems like, oh, why would they be doing this big battle there? Well, yeah, maybe because yeah. the Soul Stone is there. So uh, adding on to that, the theory is there's that meteorite that crash lands into Africa long ago, right? That oh, where the vibranium yeah, came yeah. from, right? So the thought is that the Soul Stone was actually in that meteor and it's Right now, it's lying under the surface in Wakanda, and it is from the Soul Stone where the heart-shaped herb uh, originates from. And if you notice when T'Challa does his little, like, astral plane visit, Mm -hmm. he goes, they they bury him in sand, right? That sand where the heart-shaped herb grows Mm -hmm. is orange. Orange, So... uh, I, 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 again, I, I don't think I can take 100% credit for this yeah. one, but when I read about these things, like, oh, if it was just like a few of these aspects, that'd be one thing, but all together, it's like, oh, that kind of no, makes that, sense, right? That makes more sense than the ones I gave, with there you the exception go. of maybe the Heimdall one. But um, that, that makes sense, and it also makes me very concerned about the uh, future of Wakanda. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, right? <laughs> yeah, because it's one of those things where Black Panther set up this very incredible opportunity for an AU universe where everything just becomes hyper-tech because Wakanda opens its doors. Yeah. But the MCU would solve having to think of all of that if they just destroyed it. Yeah, right? they wiped you know? it out. So I'm, yeah, so I'm very concerned that they're just going to literally, like Thanos is going to throw that moon right on Wakanda and that's, you know, it's going to be like Asgard, how they right, conveniently right. got rid of Asgard so now we don't have to think about Asgard, you know? Yeah, yeah. And also speaking of the stones, I'm curious your take about how do you think this movie is going to end? Do you think it's going to end with Thanos acquiring all the stones and and they're going to do battle with like essentially a god like Thanos mm-hmm. or do you think it's going to like the whole gathering of the stones thing is going to continue into part 4 like what are your thoughts there that's so hard to say because when i <laughs> when they first announced the infinity wars and it was called part 1 and 2 i was like oh yeah of course they're going to yeah. spend two movies fighting him he's probably going to get the stones at the end of part 1 but then part two is going to be them defeating him. But now yeah. that it's called Avengers Infinity Wars and then Avengers 4, right. they said it's two separate contained, self-contained movies. Yep. I don't know anymore. Yeah, right. So it's hard. So like, if we go by what the trailer said, um, I think it's Nebula is the one that says if he is able to get all the stones and the glove, he can destroy half the universe with a snap of his finger. Literally the snap of his finger. Yeah. So I'm like, if they do that <laughs> and he does acquire the stones, 
that would set up an absolutely cataclysmic Avengers 4. Mm-hmm. You know, if mm-hmm. he actually just does it, if he actually destroys half the universe, that would be an absolutely crazy Avengers 4 because either it's them trying to somehow fix the universe or them trying to turn back time and stop this from happening. Right. And I imagine that would be incredibly crazy. You know, yeah, very that's... reality, mind-bending type stuff. Yep. Um, yep, yep. I don't know if Marvel... Is that wild or that brave? Yeah, I don't know. know. So part of me me thinks he's not going to get all the stones. Like, I think that's my theory, is that he's not going to succeed. He's almost going to get it, but they're going to be able to stop him. Yeah. And he's going to definitely destroy a lot of Earth. Yeah. um, But he's not going to succeed, at least, in destroying the universe. And then Avengers 4 is them cleaning it up, but also dealing with some other fallout or threat Mm -hmm. because of this. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, I, I don't think... He's going to get all the stones in this movie. Yeah. And you mentioned a really good point about the comment on Thanos' abilities. If he does have all the stones, this ability to just snap his fingers and make like half (laughs) of the universe disappear, right? Yeah. So it's an interesting comment because it does match the comics. I read the Infinity Gauntlet series Mm -hmm. not long ago, and Thanos in that series does have like the fully loaded gauntlet and he does it he actually snaps his fingers and half of the marvel universe just disappears so i when (laughs) when i heard that comment i believe it i'm like you better be worried because he he can do this and it just makes me think even more that he's not going to have the fully loaded gauntlet by the end of this movie Mm -hmm. and i almost think He's never going to actually yeah. have it. It's like the ultimate MacGuffin, you know? Like yeah. He's like yeah. le- uh, gearing up towards uh, getting it all, but it's not actually going to happen. Yeah. And maybe like he'll be like one stone away, and that'll be like the climactic battle in, in like Avengers 4 or something, you know? Yeah. Something like that. That's kind of how I see it playing out. Yeah, I think it would actually be kind of disappointing if he did get all of them and then he destroyed half the universe because it would just i don't know because i don't i can't imagine them just continuing forward from that point i think they would definitely do some kind of rewind um and that starts to feel like you know some of the x-men movies (laughs) or like (laughs) they did some terrible catastrophic world-ending event and all of a sudden they're like okay we're gonna reboot yeah you know so and that was so annoying when they did that so i hope they don't do that, and they just get really close, but they don't actually destroy the universe because it just feels like a terrible story. You know? Yeah. Well, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has killed off characters and then yeah. brought them back numerous times, so <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them to do something mm-hmm. like sort of silly like that. So we shall see. Yeah. Come on, Doctor Strange. Just <laughs> hold on to your one stone, <laughs> and you can fix everything. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, so let's move on to Ready Player One. Mm -hmm. So Ready Player One, as I had mentioned, releases tonight, and there's a lot of anticipation for this movie. Mm -hmm. The book was a big hit. Uh, There was a lot of fans of this book. I know a a lot of people who have read it and loved it. Mm -hmm. So what can we say about this movie? So uh, you and I... Neither of us have seen the movie. Neither of has neither of us have read the book either. So let's put that out there. We're neither of us are like Ready Player One experts. Experienced people talking about right. Uh, So uh, 
there has been some critical response and like the critical response so far has generally been positive Mm -hmm. but the interesting part to me is that the negative reviews that i have seen are mainly from women Mm -hmm. so i'm curious about your take on at least the critical reaction on this film so far yeah um (laughs) i told you before that uh before the podcast that um I know a lot of women who just lampoon the hell out of this title. Okay. Um, and for very specific, a very specific reason, and that it's kind of the whole book is around this man who has encyclopedic knowledge of the 1980s, mm-hmm. and the whole thing, the book reads like literally an encyclopedia of the 1980s. I mean, like. Right. I'm sure, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but, like, a lot of people will post things on Twitter where it's just a full paragraph where he's just, like, describing in detail, <laughs> like, this car or, like, this game. Okay. Or this one very specific piece of trivia. Um, and it's hard not to sometimes laugh at it because it's like, oh, my God, you know, if this was a girl um, saying this about Twilight or Polly Pocket, you know, this would be like, <laughs> everyone would hate it. And all these yeah. guys would be like, oh my God, look at, <laughs> you know, like, look at this ridiculous thing. Like, right. fawning over this one thing. But when it's the 1980s and a guy does it, everyone's like, oh my God, yes. Like, this is prime. Right. Like, right, this is sacred territory, yeah, like, right? Yeah, sacred texts. Um, yeah. And that is what the whole book is about, is the guy is a hero because he has this knowledge. Um, and what it translates into in real life is a lot of fan fandom gatekeeping. Yeah. Um, which I don't, I think gatekeeping has always existed. Um, but when the book was published, it was maybe not as much in the public consciousness yeah. as it definitely is now that the movie's releasing. Yeah. Um, and that's largely because we had events like Gamergate. Yeah. Um, which was very much a gatekeeping event where all these guys were essentially upset that there were women in games. <laughs> yep. And it got to the point where they were harassing any women making games, any games they felt were too um, accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like games that would offer easier story mode for people who just didn't want to spend all their time grinding on something. They were like, oh, this is too PC, too SJW. Yeah. Um, they would harass uh, games journalists who happened to be women just because they were women. Um, and then we had the same thing happen in comics recently um, where these women posted a picture of milkshakes in honor of a woman who used to work at marvel yep i saw Um, this and yeah and they wanted to just say oh it's flow um milkshake day or something and all they did was post a picture of their co-workers drinking milkshakes and Mm -hmm. they got this onslaught of harassment um for being women working in comics and a lot of guys were like oh you're ruining this industry you're not supposed to be here blah blah blah, all this stuff um and a lot of them got chased off twitter off social media so it's really become um, a contentious topic. And when a movie comes out that's basically celebrating that very same culture, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to like it, <laughs> even though, <laughs> yeah, wow, it's really cool that Iron Giant is fighting alongside, you know, Mortal Kombat characters. You know, it's, yeah. it's hard to get over the basic premise of the film, yeah, you know, in today's society. <laughs> yeah, and it is interesting, the timing of the release of the book, because 
the the book was published in 2011. Like you said, it, it was published pre Gamergate, mm-hmm. and just kind of I don't know a simpler time perhaps. <laughs> like yeah. it was pre Gamergate. It was pre Me Too movement. It was pre Trump election. Yeah. It was yeah. pre like yes. all this stuff, right? All so this garbage. <laughs> yeah, a lot of garbage. A lot of garbage. But also uh, pre a lot of sensitivity to these things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So. On one hand, you can sort of think of it as, well, this movie might not in- intentionally be insensitive, yeah. but insensitive nevertheless sort yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. 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 Um, it also came yeah. out before. 2011 was like only at the early end of the tech boom. So we mm-hmm. really didn't have platforms like Twitter or like all these websites where um, you can kind of get the point of view of people who are different from you very easily, very accessible. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure when the book came out, there was criticism, but it was harder to find. you know. But now that we have all these platforms, it's so easy to see people's issues with something. Yeah. And it's just been blown up to a larger scale. And, and yeah, and I think it, it merits um, a look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And from what I've heard, a big problem point is kind of what you're saying. It really sort of celebrates the idea of our heroes being or having an encyclopedic an encyclopedic knowledge of pop culture, mm-hmm. right? And it's almost like, oh, you're not you don't get to be part of the club if you don't like know these yeah, things, yeah. right? And there are apparently scenes in the movie where like he kind of wins arguments by whipping out all these obscure ass facts. Yeah. And literally people in this in this virtual reality oasis, they like cheer for him. You know, he is the hero for basically slamming down someone for not knowing enough about, you know, this subculture. Yep. Yep, yep. And it's a lot of what we've discussed in the past. I mean, we had a, a full conversation about toxic fandoms, and yeah. this is like the same shit right here, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's hard. And like, just speaking personally, I have encountered this a lot where I will write articles about. Um, I often like to write things like, oh, let's compare this comic book character to their movie iteration, or let's compare this video game character to their movie iteration. And I'll write this very long, thoughtful thing. I did all this research. I played the games, read the comics. And I'll get comments where it's like, did you even read this? Do you even play? I'm sure you're just, like, faking this. And I'm like, no, I actually (laughs) did read this. I actually did play this. Like, why? And then sometimes I'll get messages asking, a very specific thing that I should know as if that somehow discredits this entire article I wrote, yeah, you know, where I yeah. researched and like really cared about the topic. And it's just, so it's annoying, <laughs> you know, when you're, <laughs> when you come from a background like that and then there's a movie like this, you're just like, oh, you know, I just, you're just sort kind of, of irritates me. Yeah, yeah. Like it seems like this movie will reinforce that mm-hmm. way of thinking, you know, yeah, and that yeah. behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just really reminds me of a lot of the stuff we've talked about before, you know, like does does a popular culture franchise have to be one thing and stay that way forever, you know? And, you know, I think this sort of nostalgia boom we've seen with movies and TV, it sort of reinforces that thinking that's like, oh, let's just keep stuff the same, you know, and it'll be that way forever, you know, and um, I I keep going back to Star Wars and the the backlash. Yeah, Yeah, like there there are so many 
uh, Star Wars, like old school Star Wars fans who just like despise the new movies because yes. to them it just doesn't feel like Star Wars anymore. Yeah. Well, I should say uh, The Last Jedi and Rogue One, I guess, because uh, The Force Awakens was very much like <laughs> one of the original Star Wars yeah. movies, yeah. right? Although people got mad at that even just because there was a woman and a black man. That's true. You That's know, true. as main character. Oh my God. And then the whole, like, there's no black stormtroopers was like a big argument that yeah. went online mm-hmm. um, right yeah it's... so people are just kind of stuck in the past and they refuse yeah, to yeah. embrace any kind of change and it's it's kind of dangerous you know that yeah. that mode of thinking mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. It's, you it's can definitely track bad. that through you know like the kind of things we see in politics where we feel like we're kind of going backwards or stuck in the same place. I mean, there's definitely threads there you can connect. Um, And it's kind of funny in the movie, too, because we were kind of talking about this earlier about the whole idea behind 1980s nostalgia and the whole audience of this film. Um, He's supposed to be a teen, from what I understand. Right. And this is happening, I think, like, it's the 2040s, I think. Um. And I'm sorry to say, but no teen in, like, the the future, the 2040s or 50s or whatever, is going to be nostalgic about the 1980s. <laughs> and he's not going to have some knowledge. Like, that's very clearly a, like, older millennial to, what's the, what's the generation? Generation Y? Or uh, X. Yeah, after. Oh, oh, after, yeah. Yeah, so, like, it, it's very much like that projection like onto a teen thinking that they'd be interested in this oh, and right. I see that saying. would be cool yeah but it's not <laughs> like <laughs> right, yeah. if you ask any teen today just ask any teen or anybody under the age of 20 like do you care about the delorean like do you care do you even know who the iron giant is right and most likely they're going to be like no and i don't care right like, or they'll be like what's the delorean <laughs> yeah exactly they're gonna ask that you know like what, what else do we see in the trailers like i honestly don't think like do younger people even care about Chun-Li? Like, I love her, but I don't even think... I would think not. Yeah, and I know in the trailers they tried to put Overwatch characters okay. to make it more relevant, but largely, most of those references you see, at least in the trailer, like, it's just not going to land with younger folks. This is very yeah. much a movie for older millennials and older than that. Right, um, right, right. And I don't even think that's the audience they should be aiming for. Um, yeah. And it would be the equivalent of, like... What's the time gap? It would be like if we had nostalgia for like the 1940s or something. You know, that would be the time gap for us. (laughs) And it's just not cool. Like, I'm sorry, you guys. You just have to admit that like there's a cutoff date for this. Right, right. It just, what you know, what are we doing here? Yeah. Hey, I like uh, World War II stories. (laughs) If Captain America's in it, I love it. Yeah, exactly. That's about it. My encyclopedia knowledge (laughs) of like these old ass like Cold War stuff. I also think it's interesting that apparently the villains of this movie, Mm -hmm. um, they're in this virtual world too, and they're trying to like win this Mm -hmm. ultimate game, right? Mm -hmm. But their intentions are are different from our hero, right? Instead of celebrating pop culture, they're simply in it to exploit pop culture and and make money off of it, right? 
and it's just it's kind of ironic because literally the movie it's it's in essence what this movie is yeah at its core right it's exploiting pop culture to make like a shit ton of money right isn't that what we're doing with this movie right literally all pop culture everything you see when you go to a comic con Mm -hmm. is exploiting fandom nature so they can get your money (laughs) right exactly yeah it's (laughs) it's wild i mean like i'm fine with people just watching it for pure escapist fantasy like that's fine i don't really care but i do think it is valuable to always question a film's message yeah um you know you can find it fun and like cool because i heard that it has incredible graphics um but you can also, you know, question the plot and the overall message it's sending. Yeah. I saw a funny headline. I think it was from Comic Book Resources. But the headline was, Is Ready Player One the Black Panther for oh Nerds? <laughs> it's like the worst, <laughs> like the worst comment I've ever seen right. in my life. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Black Panther is super successful and they're yeah. trying to sort of like... Oh, no, it was, is it the Black Panther for gamers? Oh, okay. what it was. There you go, for gamer nerds, right? Yeah, Yeah. it was ridiculous because the whole idea... First off, the reason Black Panther was popular and wildly successful is because it is for the black community, which is an underrepresented community, like, legitimately, Mm -hmm. not only in media, but they're also, in real life, you know, they're underrepresented in a lot of different fields and they've gone through a lot of stuff historically so there's this whole history there and black panther felt like this final joyful moment where they could yeah. all celebrate together yeah. like <laughs> gamers have never been an oppressed minority <laughs> in the same way that like black people have. yes yes and it's ridiculous that they think that um, yeah and like just because you feel like maybe you were bullied on you know when you were younger doesn't mean you were actually an oppressed minority um and actually like this isn't no gamers aren't oppressed anymore i would say gaming is actually very mainstream now oh yeah definitely like i think um i've been to like warriors and giants games where they have literally shown images and trailers of games there you go (laughs) yeah in front i mean it's sports you know a lot of people play who watch sports and who are considered the jocks in school play video games um and you know there's a bunch of we just had tomb raider as mm-hmm. a movie didn't dungeons and dragons or whatever have a movie um i'm probably confusing that with another one because i didn't <laughs> right. watch it it's the one oh. with the ogres <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah but i mean like it's definitely considered a profitable market it's a huge thing a lot of people do it it's not considered shameful to say you play video games yeah. anymore i don't yeah. think so yeah. it's ridiculous that yeah. they're treating this as some kind of like hallelujah yeah i totally agree with everything you just said i would also add that you know what also annoyed me about that headline was it kind of implies that black panther isn't meant for white gamer nerds yeah. like oh yeah. this is only for black people yeah. like oh and but you don't worry you'll get your movie this is yeah. this is the movie for you yeah. this is your black panther yeah. you know and i think it's that sort of divisive mentality yeah. which is causing a lot of these problems you know mm-hmm. i think it, it really uh, does lead to this sort of like gatekeeping mm-hmm. mindset right it's like oh this is ours you, you don't belong here oh you don't know like th- this knowledge about 80s pop culture yeah. stay away this yeah. is our like little boys club right um and like black panther oh like i can't i'm not supposed to enjoy that yeah. 
you, you, that's for you. That's there's too many black people. So like, uh, that, that's I'm not gonna embrace that. But why not embrace it? You know, yeah. like Black Panther really like watching that movie. Black Panther is for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. and I think it would be great if everyone just sort of was able to embrace you know mm-hmm. everything you know if, if, it's, if it's good it's good and you can enjoy it right it's true yeah so i mean i think you had mentioned it but i i kind of have a similar plan where like when i do see ready player one maybe not at the theaters because i don't particularly want to add to the box <laughs> office total but when i do see it uh i certainly want to watch it as escapist entertainment i mean spielberg is directing it and he kind of has a knack for awesome visuals, so I'm sure it'll be great eye candy. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't hurt to put a critical eye on it and just keep an eye out for what's problematic because um, from what we have heard, uh, there are some um, problem areas in, in this mm-hmm. flick for sure, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Any last thoughts on on anything, Clara? Um. I just saw a hilarious comment that said, what if um, Black Panther beat out Ready Player One in its opening weekend? Because you know how Black Panther is oh, right. at the top. So some people were like, go watch Black Panther again, just because they made that comment. And I was like, <laughs> that would be hilarious if it beat it out. But um, I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm that would be awesome. You could go watch Black Panther again. So yeah. That it, is my final Yeah, oh, that's funny. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> go watch Black Panther. No, Black Panther was finally bested by Pacific Rim no, 2. Okay. So it's highly, highly unlikely that Ready Player One's box office uh, would be bested by Black Panther this week. <laughs> but wouldn't that be hilarious if that did happen? <laughs> okay, with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry and Clara.